0: Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. It. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your host navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world, five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on Thursday, February 13th, just a couple days. That's right. On Saturday, L.A. Galaxy kick off their first public preseason game against Toronto FC, so we are naturally going to get you ready for that game. We're excited to have you here. Uh, A lot of stuff to talk about, some rumors on a defender for sure. Uh, We're going to talk about that and tell you whether or not we think the Galaxy are going to make the move, not make the move, where it's going to sit, all that sorts of fun stuff. We have some CBA talk uh, as we got our first player to actually comment on some things. We have injury updates, so again, a really busy big show for us today. And to help me do it, the man, the myth... Sometimes the legend. He's not on Twitter. You can't find him there. Larry Morgan not on Twitter. How you doing, Larry?
1: Good, Josh. Thank you very much. Uh, It's been a It's been a busy week, a lot to write about, but I'd rather be writing than sitting at home in a chair reading a book
0: or something. But Uh, but it's it's been a good, busy week. I was going to say, it has been a good, busy week. You've been busy. We've been putting out a a ton of content, you specifically. Um, So, you know, we've been, I think we've been busy in in the good way, in the ways that you expect it to be. So um, that's always, always a good thing. I'd rather um, be
1: busy than bored to tears.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is how it goes at the beginning of the year. We were talking about it. It always seems that you and I write a whole bunch at the beginning of the year because there's stories to tell, there's additions, there's subtractions, there's everything else in between. I mean, the big thing here, though, Larry, is um, just off the bat, just to start, just in broad strokes, can you tell me definitively right now that this team, as the roster is built, as there are only 22 guys on the senior team roster, we can talk about how that'll eventually be closer to 30, but as this team's currently built, is this a better team emphatically than last year's team?
1: Wow, that's a good question. Uh, we've only seen him in two scrimmages. Uh, if I were to say, if I were to say yes, I think it is better. Emphatically, I'm not sure about that. Maybe a little bit better, due to some player additions and or deletions, uh, especially one veteran left back who's now plying his trade in Europe, where I think he belongs. Right, right. Uh, but I think with the addition of Chicharito, who will be a very talented two-way player, not meaning a dig against Latan, but being a very talented two-way player, I think they are better emphatically, I'm not sure, but I think they are better than last year.
0: Yeah, it, listen, here's the thing. Um, I don't know that they are. Uh, I feel like that they got... I Listen, okay, so you, yeah. you take Zlatan. Take Zlatan off this you know, team.
1: We haven't seen many glimpses of, of, of them. Just two scrimmages, right. uh, training is closed to the media, although I'm tall enough I can look over the fence, How are really, am not
0: supposed to. Really? How, how dare you do such a thing that we do all the time? I know. Um, guess what? I'm tall enough to see over that fence, too. All right. So I don't think it takes a whole bunch of, like, you know, super big height on your side uh, in order to make that happen. But. Um, you know, you take Zlatan off this team, and already you're like, okay, so there's big question marks. Even with Chicharito, I, I, listen, I think Chicharito and Katai and Pavon are going to be deadly and dangerous. And I think this might be an overall better team in terms of, you know, that uh, the sum of this team is going to be more than just the individual parts. And I think that's going to eventually be true. But you can't be sitting here saying that this team has gotten dramatically better. Uh, if anything, you could say that they maybe, maybe are treading water in that case right now and that they have the ability to be better but I mean look at the back line right now I mean really if you're talking about starters on the back line uh, you know you have um, you have Rolf Felcher who was there last year and was part of a, he's a, a
1: serviceable a, right back he he's is Is
0: you have Dan Stairs who I thought was fine but still part of a defense that gave up 59 goals last year um, you That's have
1: not something to write home about either. no
0: no it's not you have People Gonzalez again he was there and he was inconsistent
1: he played he played well at first and really dropped off and really never got back to what he was was meant to be uh
0: and then you have a left back right now and, and Sua, and we'll talk about him a little bit later and you have danny acosta that came in as a, as a left back as well so i mean you've added some pieces you got julian arajo again it's mostly the same larry i don't feel like this is uh this is a drastically changed team but i feel uh and maybe it's just the preseason maybe it's you know spring uh hope springs eternal as they say right
1: yeah i think I think this team will score its share of goals, despite Zlatan playing or taking his his uh, career over to AC Milan. I think this team will score goals, but this season will hinge on whether the defense can shore up some considerable leaks that uh, popped up all throughout last season. Defense, yeah. defense is the number one issue on this team, despite what people think. That where they're going to get the goals, not as Zlatan's gone. No, the issue on this team is defense, and it has been the last couple of years
0: yeah it has been i i agree with that um so anyway so that's that's where we start you know sort of i just wanted to, to stop let's you always have to survey sort of the field before you go out and you and you, and you take a yes
1: and you uh mentioned about that triumvirate of pavone Chichirito and kataya i'm very curious to see how they work together come this week and this is our first real chance to see them on the field I'm going to be very curious to see what they're like.
0: Yeah, the LA Galaxy should be fun. LA Galaxy just 16 days away from their first game at Houston. uh, 23 days from the home opener. This Um,
1: preseason is going fast.
0: It's fast. It's furious. Uh, The CBA certainly took up some of that. uh, Some of that. I would also like to remind everybody, just because I like to do this, uh, just still 82 days left in the MLS primary transfer window. Um, So 82 days. Uh, Yeah, so plenty of time. May. It ends in May. I think May May fifth is the one. And the summer
1: window opens when?
0: Uh, Let's see. See, this is why I write these things down here. Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the End of everything. But but, but his desktop
1: is right there, so he can look look it up very easily.
0: That's what you think? Okay. Primary transfer window is February twelfth to May fifth. The secondary transfer window, the summer, is July seventh to August fifth. Okay. Um, So that's where uh, that's where you're at. Um, And we've gone over some of these dates before. But anyway, uh, so that's where the LA Galaxy sit. Just a little bit of time left here. Uh, You have two big public games coming up uh, Larry that are going to be you know the big tests you're going to see the first one coming up on Saturday against Toronto FC and then it's Chicago Fire the following Saturday By by the way reminder February 22nd 2 p.m. inside the stadium on the concourse and I will figure out exactly where on the concourse on Saturday. As long as
1: it don't put you next to a restroom that's all
0: I ask. Yeah we'll have our live show so our live show will be at Dignity Health Sports Park. I honestly uh, you know we got 150 160 people at our last live show so if you know I'm hoping we get 300 300 people works just fine. Uh, we'll tell you where it is, but it'll be inside the stadium um, on the concourse. It goes from 2 to 3 p.m. 3 p.m. being the kickoff time for the LA Galaxy facing off against Chicago Fire on the 22nd. That'll uh, we, be nice.
1: I'm looking forward to that.
0: We have our fingers crossed that we'll have some special guests. So I've been working on that, um, and uh, depending and the on
1: whether we'll cooperate.
0: Yeah, I mean fit, the weather is a big deal too. Uh, you know, we'll we'll know about that I'll, a couple days my, out. I'll
1: bring my umbrella just in case. Your
0: golf umbrella? Your big My one? golf umbrella. Good. That's, that's right. good. Um, so we have that. Um, and then, you know, so we'll see. And depending on injuries, uh, maybe we'll have a player. You never know. So, I mean, that's the, those are sort of things. It's right before the game, so we're not expecting that. But um, we have our fingers crossed on that. So, anyway, we'd love to see you out there. Make sure you come live show February 22nd, 2 p.m. inside the stadium at Dignity Health Sports Park before the L.A. Galaxy take on the Chicago Fire in their final preseason game. All right, let's get to some L.A. Galaxy news. Lots of reports coming out. Um, lots of busy time in terms of uh, people reporting different things. Uh, I can also say that some of these things we can confirm and some of these things we can't confirm. So we will talk about them and sort of let you know where we stand. The first one came it's out. It's fun to speculate. It is fun to speculate. We, and it's As and, long as you don't overdo it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you can certainly spend a lot of time, you know, just speaking into the wind where there's something that's never going to happen, and you're going to talk about it for an hour. And Mm -hmm. that's that's we'll 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 spare you from that. We at least know that there's possibly some truth to some of this stuff. Um, But we'll we'll start start with this one. The report came out earlier this week that the Galaxy have until July 1st to make a decision on purchasing Christian Pavone. You remember he came over on loan from Boca Juniors. Um, There was an option to buy in there. It's been largely reported that that option to buy is $20 million. However, we know uh, because Kevin the Panda said so uh, and talked to Dennis DeClosa basically said that $20 million number that everybody is quoting is not true and it's significantly less than that. Um, so, Which is good to know. Yeah, I would figure if I'm going to guess, and I don't know, we don't know what the number is, but if significantly less to me means like between 10 and $13 million, maybe, or 10 and $15 million. That's much behind, easier to stomach. It is. And so that's the first thing you have to sit in here on this. Now, there's a whole bunch of conditions to this, Larry. Um, and as it is, it's MLS, but it's also this is soccer. This is real world. soccer. This is you're talking dealing with a team that does not reside in MLS with Boca Juniors. So this is real world soccer uh, rules with this. And basically what happens on July 1st is the Galaxy have the ability to buy Pavone up until July 1st for the agreed upon fee that they uh, originally put in the contract, which is anywhere between 10 and 20 million dollars, whatever that ends up being. So you have to figure out whether or not if you're the LA Galaxy, whether or not that number makes sense reminder christian pavone is a designated player you can spend as much money on him as you want if you want to pay him 50 million dollars that's but if you want to pay 50 million dollars for him you can Uh, if you want to pay 20 million dollars for him you can Um, All of those things have to be a business decision but um whatever that number is the galaxy could do that before july 1st uh after july 1st boca juniors according to this report has the choice to shop Christian Pavone and accept an offer from Pavone from anybody in the giant world soccer landscape. So anybody if Real Madrid wants to buy Christian Pavone uh, they can and whatever that number is the LA Galaxy would then have the ability to match. So let's say Real Madrid comes in and says we want to pay a hundred million dollars for Christian Pavone the Galaxy say long Christian audios Christian Pavone and he (laughs) goes away Um, but they always have the ability to also pay a hundred million dollars and to match that price. Uh, Now, what could happen is that maybe Boca Juniors wants to sell Christian Pavone and wants to make money. And remember, this is in the summer, their primary transfer window. They want to make some money off of Christian Pavone. They want to sell him um, and they can do that. And maybe that money is maybe it's an eight million dollar bid. And The the galaxy then didn't buy it, you know, the 12 or 13 or 14 or 15 or 20 million or whatever that agreed upon buy in number is Larry. Maybe it's only eight million and the galaxy. Say we'll take eight million. Deal, we'll match that, Deal. and then the LA Galaxy can. Where buy. do you want the check? Exactly, then the LA Galaxy can buy Christian Babbone.
1: Now let me. Add, now, okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh-huh. Let's, let's say the price winds up being 15 million dollars. If you're Dennis DeClosa in the LA Galaxy and you're the general manager, would you pay that amount?
0: Twenty million? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, fifteen million dollars. Hmm. Do you? I don't know. There's, this is one of those real gambles because you look at what the options are. You don't pay it, and then possibly you could match it, right? Is the, the Let's start with the first question, Larry. Is Christian Pavon worth worth fifteen million dollars? What do you think? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Uh, th- now, I want to you put see? you on the spot. No, I put me in the spot. I'm the well, host. I've done this. Seeing before.
1: what this guy did in eleven matches last year, three goals, eight assists, played brilliantly um, in his brief performances with the Galaxy, and. And none other than Latan Ibrahimovic said this guy was too good for Major League Soccer. So, you know, and he knows talent when he sees it. So, do I think he's worth $15 million? Yes, I do. Ooh, I do. Mm.
0: I don't know. I, I I I mean, you know, not to ride the fence on this, but it kind of depends on what his first half of the season is like, right? True. I mean, if he comes out and he scores two goals and he's not very effective, is he worth fifteen million dollars? Then I want
1: my money back. Then you want your
0: money, (laughs) Larry's. Larry's already putting the receipt in. He's like, here it is. This is just write the check to me. Um, So no, I mean that that, check is going to bounce. The, the, the interesting thing here is, let's say uh, you know, Pavone doesn't get any offers, um, that the Galaxy don't do the buyout, that he stays on loan until the end of the season then.
1: Now, wouldn't that be something, speaking of Zlatan who raved about this guy, wouldn't that be something with Zlatan now at AC Milan? If he tells the people at AC Milan, keep an eye on this guy, Christian Pavone.
0: Yeah, and then then AC Milan comes in with like a a 30. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, the history here is at one point in the not too distant past, supposedly Arsenal offered up to $40 million for Christian Pavone. Um, and so there is there's if that's true. And by the way, there's no real saying whether that's true or not. Um, if it's true, there is precedence there that Christian Pavone has got an offer for 40 million dollars. So the 15 or the 20 million dollars might be a steal on him if you're eventually going to sell him the LA Galaxy to somebody like Arsenal who will pay 40 million dollars. Um, these are all things that you sort of have to keep in mind, but there's a real business decision to be made on this. And if all of this is true, and again, I'm already telling you the $20 million is, is high. we're told is inflated. Yeah. Um, then the business decision might be, maybe it's 12 million at 12 million. It makes some sense.
1: Doesn't it? I think it does too. Even and for me, even 15 million, I think makes sense because this guy we've seen him play. He's a real talent. There's no question about that. Can you, um, although I would much, I would find it much easier to digest $12 million and $15 million? <laughs> that extra three is making yeah. you uneasy, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, Don't need the Pepto-Bismol for 12000000 million.
0: I'll tell you this, and let's just step back. And one of the reasons that it's kind of fun to step back is it's MLS's 25th anniversary. Larry, you and I 10 years ago wouldn't be having this conversation of the LA Galaxy possibly paying no. 15 to $20 million for a no. player. Um, now, there was always talk about the Galaxy being able to spend whatever they wanted Maybe to. Maybe 15 or $20. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sometimes it is. Um... You know, I think that it, I, I think that this is a real sort of turning point, and you've seen it. I mean, you know what they had Pizarro uh, over at Miami, um, just came into Miami, and David Beckham's Miami. I think that's an eighteen million dollar transfer fee, roughly those those numbers. Um, the amount of money that we're now talking about in today's day and ages is, is off the charts. It's crazy. something
1: unheard of. As you said, 10, 15 years ago, something unheard of, and. It's it's great. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. And and listen, the league is is sort of this league came close to folding at one time.
0: It did absolutely. And it, you know, if it wasn't for Phil Anschutz... shoots, um, it would have folded. It would have folded absolutely. Yeah. So um, you know, it's one of those things again. To, to keep in mind with Christian Pavone this is going to be a very interesting business decision. I almost I mean do you roll the dice and like not not buy out at 12 and see if it, I mean that's the thing if you don't know the numbers it's really hard to play this game. Like you know if it's 10 million dollars you pay the money, right? I mean I, this I is easy. I have a feeling
1: it's closer to 12 or 15 million. That well it, obviously it's less than 20. I have a feeling it's closer to 12. Okay. Myself.
0: All right. Hey about well, I mean you know we're all we're all sort of sitting there saying okay, maybe we'll see. Um, But anyway, so that's what's going on with Christian Pavone. Um, The Galaxy have a chance to buy him up until July first, according to this report. I don't have confirmation on the report. I can tell you that the twenty million dollars again seems uh, seems inflated. So that's already one thing, one strike against it. Um, But having said that, that number is widely reported. So um, would you
1: like to be Dennis DeCloser right now and have this issue? just on just over the horizon, and it's going to rear its ugly head. Uh, he's not thinking
0: about it yet. I mean, yeah, he is. He, he has yeah. a contingency plan in for it, but yeah. at the same time, he's still trying to build the roster. Sure. And, and so, I mean, you know, you can sort of you can push that down uh, a little bit uh, as it goes. And uh, and again, as a designated player, there's no restriction on transfer fees. There's no restriction on salary. Um, Galaxy could pay a hundred million dollars for Christian Pavone if they wanted to. Um, all those things are, are well within the rules. I don't know if MLS would approve the contract. It's a whole different sort and how it goes, but there's technically no rules that limit transfer fees um, for designated players or anything else. Uh, other transfer fees, as we'll talk uh, you know, towards the end of the show with the rumors, they, they matter in terms of how you calculate them and how it goes. All right, uh, one of the other big stories that hit this week, Larry, and one that I am happy to announce that Corner of the Galaxy broke um, was that Chicharito did finally receive his P1 work visa on Tuesday night. Well done, Mr. Gessman. Well you. done. You know, it was... Uh, it was Let's ch- hear a round of applause out there in the viewing audience. There we go. Listen... Yep, crickets. Crickets. That's what I thought. Crickets. Crickets. That's what. That's what I thought. Just wanted to make sure. Um, no, this was a. This listen. It was like Chicharuto Tracker 2.0, uh, waiting for him to get his his uh, P1 visa. And listen, we told you, and we continue to tell you, he's been training with the LA Galaxy. He's been doing the things. Everybody knows that that's been the case. We've been telling you since last Thursday. Whenever they closed the, the scrimmage on uh, on Larry. Um, that's right. You, we we we've known what's been going on, um, and that's why you know you saw him at the at the open training. They had where he was training off to the side, right? So, um, a little
1: glimpse, but it was a glimpse.
0: It, it was. Um, so, so you sort of saw that. Now, here's what involved that visa. Uh, I don't know if anybody else knows this. I, I'm going to tell you what, what I know. Um, I believe and we don't know exactly the city that he went to in Mexico, but he had to fly to Mexico. We believe it was Mexico City. Um, that's that would make the most sense. It, well, It's it's a large city that would have the immigration places to go because you basically have to go to, I think, a U.S. consulate there and go and apply for the visa and then get that accepted and get a stamp and then be able to enter and have all the paperwork for the, when you re-entered. So the whole idea here is you leave the U.S. because he left it, uh, probably coming in on a you know a, a tourist visa of some sort, just the temporary visas that you can fly in on, um, but he couldn't get paid and work until he got the. Um, the permanent P-1 visa um, that comes in. And so he had to go to Mexico. He had to go to the consulate. He had to do all that. Now, he flew, we believe, on Sunday um, and then it took Monday and into Tuesday. And Tuesday afternoon, he finally got his P-1 visa um, and then he flew back on a delayed flight on Tuesday night, possibly into Wednesday morning. Not exactly sure when he landed but on Tuesday night, he he left and then landed back in Los Angeles to enter the United States on his P-1 visa and that now makes him eligible and that's why you saw him. He was on the field on wednesday and then he was on the field on thursday actually training with the team out in, in full open everybody saw him
1: i'm still disappointed the galski charter did not fly him there and back it, even it, you, i don't even know if they have a charter but come on
0: you, come you would on, figure that a, the aeg has yeah. a, has a yeah. jet standing yeah. by somewhere they may, may not think own so. it they may not own it but they can rent it and be like hey yeah. just go over there and get on that plane yeah um, but anyway, so it seems like that went. I don't know if it was a charter or not. But anyway, so that's how that whole thing played out.
1: It was. And did he fly first class? I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, I, he didn't he didn't tell me, unfortunately. He didn't call me and tell me. Yeah. Big surprise. Um, by the am I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for that one to happen one of these days. Um, but no. So that's what it is. Now, it's a big drawn out ordeal. We saw Emiliano and Sua not come into the United States for well after from well after he signed. Um, these are all drawn-out processes now. They're not as quick as they used to be. Um, it kind of depends on where you go and how fa- how quick it is and everything else that sort of falls into that. So that's what I want you to understand on this is that... Um, That uh, for Chicharito to do this and get it, it was not an easy, nor was it a streamlined process. It took time and that's why it was. I don't think the Galaxy lost any time because we told you why. Um, So he will then be available to play on Saturday. Larry, you even spoke to him today. Um, after training, so he's quite
1: motivated. He seems to be very excited about he, it
0: too. He, he seems to be. He seems to. Be, he seems to be in a good mood. He seems to be yeah. upbeat.
1: Well, in fact, he walked over to us and the reporters and said, I "Have nothing new uh, since uh, the the block party." I said, "Well, there is
0: something new. You can play." That's right. That's right. So he got it. And he, by the way, he 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 said uh, before. I think you asked him about his visa at the open training session on Saturday or something, and he gave you the uh, the. That's not my job, man. He
1: said. He said that's out of my hands. That's not my job.
0: That's right. Um, Although he said
1: it with a smile.
0: He did. No, no. He was he was nice. But Again, so far he's been great to sort of see and talk to and, and all those things. So anyway, Chicharito available for Saturday. Uh, by the way, there were a whole bunch of people, and I saw him on social media, and I saw him telling me that Chicharito's not going to play at all this preseason, and I say, what are you talking about?
1: What are they reading? Yeah, of I'm course like,
0: he, he's going to play. He was already playing this preseason. He's going to play. That's I right. do expect him to play and That's possibly right. play 60 or 70 minutes um, as we sort of like look at that At that the only way
1: The only way he's not going to play is if he hurts himself. In training.
0: That's absolutely it. Or
1: he gets lost driving over to Dignity Hill Sports Park on Saturday and he's late.
0: He, that, that could be it as well. Um, so, all those things are there. And I see in the chat room, they're talking about Ethan Zubak. I mean, right now, Zubak is the backup to Chicharito. He's the and the backup striker. And and Zubak, by the way, has two goals in two games. Very well. so, he's played very well. Um, nice guy, uh, native of Irvine, I I believe. And I think that was. was it? No, I don't think he's the Irvine guy. Uh, Deploy is, is the Irvine guy. Are you sure? Is Zubak from Irvine, too? Do we have a bunch of Orange County guys on the could team? Be. Now? Could Okay, I'll, I'll check it out. Okay. Um, but anyway, so that's where we have I wrote the story. I should know this. You so. should. You should. <laughs> that, that was good. Uh, injury updates. Now, Larry, you got most of this information on here, so um, I'll let you sort of talk about the different one. The, uh, the big one is Jonathan Dos Santos. Let's save that one for the end okay. uh, because that's the one that probably has the longest um, sort of thing. What's the update on Perry Kitchen?
1: Perry Kitchen, uh, people might have been wondering why he was missing at the Victoria Block Party over the weekend. Uh, I talked to him today, and apparently he's been suffering from the flu. And today was, he told me, was the first day he was able to get back on the training
0: pitch. There we go. By the way, Chad, and I
1: don't know what if he's going to be able to play this weekend. But he seemed he looked fairly good, uh, but again he's been suffering from the flu.
0: Chat room uh, beats me to looking things up like normal. Uh, Zubak is from Corona. 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 That's right. That it. Thank you,
1: chat room. Yeah. yeah Thank there we you go. for making me look silly.
0: Yeah. There we go. Um, Which is easy. Uh, that's, that's not hard. Um, but you do have a full head of hair, so I mean that's, that's always true. good for you. So that's true. Uh, so uh, that was Perry Kitchen. Perry Kitchen had the flu, like you said. Uh, trained with the Galaxy Day for the first day back, and you said maybe, maybe. possibly. I'm not
1: sure. I didn't yeah. ask him about his playing status for this weekend, but. We'll see.
0: Okay. Uh, Emiliano Insua. we did not see him in a preseason game uh, earlier this week on Monday when the LA Galaxy beat the New England Revolution 2-1. to one. Uh, I actually asked and inquired about his absence, and they said he they were probably just taking it easy on him. However, you saw him today leaving training a little bit early.
1: Left a little bit early uh, with one of the trainers, which is never a good sign. Uh, appeared to be walking a little bit gingerly, and then I asked uh, Guillermo after training, Was he hurt? And he apparently has some kind of a minor leg injury. Uh, He's he's definitely out this weekend. Uh, They're going to be looking at him to play in the next preseason game against Chicago. Um, This was the first time I had even seen the guy. Right. And, uh, you know, big guy, big upper body. But, again, he's apparently walking a little bit gingerly, although I may have been maybe exaggerating that. But but when you see an athlete leaving training with a trainer – that's not a good sign. That is not. Uh, that's not good news.
0: No, and and this is a guy really the galaxy are depending on to be healthy sure and are. to be that left back that you know Jorgen Shelvick wasn't, and he certainly has uh, you know the the pedigree and and the teams to have play, he he has played for before. He is a uh, a difference maker possibly at left back, so you want to see him play. Um, but at the same time, uh, if he's not healthy, he's not going to. And so right now, and ruled out for this weekend's game against Toronto, possibly back for Chicago, expected to be training next week, at least with the LA galaxy. Right. So we should know a little bit more as we get the galaxy close in on the final preseason game. And then eventually uh, traveling to Houston for the season opener. Now the big injury, the one that has the biggest impact on the LA galaxy and their ability to play Jonathan dos Santos. Uh, we talked about Jonathan dos Santos after he um, had a whole hospital. He did a whole hospital, Hospital picture, And we talked about that and where he was and what was going on and whether he was hurt. This was a week ago on Thursday when Sophie was in. Um, so we were doing all that. Um, and so now we, we think we know what it is, right? We're, we're suspecting it's a groin it's injury. It's a groin
1: injury. Um, we both know who our who uh, one of our favorite sources is. And this guy knows everything about the team. Uh, apparently, it's a strain groin. And that's an injury that you do not want to take any chances with. Um, and so he won't be playing this weekend. He seems to feel he'll be ready to go by the opener on February 29th in Houston. Um, it's funny. I was writing my story at the in the in the, the COG suite today at uh, the, yeah. the Dignity Hill sports, sports Park. Actually, it's more like a kiosk. But I was writing my story there, and I was looking on the pitch to just see what it looked like. And who should be walking out on the uh, pitch in his full Galaxy – Uh, Kit with uh, one of the Galaxy staffers with Jonathan Dos Santos, uh, apparently for a photo shoot and apparently walking with no trouble whatsoever. He looked fine. Um, So, again, a groin injury is one of the injuries you do not want to take chances with. The other ones, in my opinion, are hamstrings and concussions. But I think there's a good chance he's going to be ready to go for Houston.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a. There's I mean, start- he told me better,
1: better when he asked him how he was after the uh, scrimmage against uh, New England. So I think he's, I think he'll be good to go.
0: I know you're, you're sort of in that camp. I think Kevin thinks that he won't be back for, for, and they're both good guesses. I think uh, there
1: should be a wager between myself and Kevin.
0: Yeah, I don't want to know what that wager is. I don't know either. We'll figure out something if ridiculous. It's, if it's money, forget it. Yeah, no, that won't be. That's too easy. We won't do that. That's no, true. no, 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 no. We'll make it much more difficult. Um, yeah,
1: but I don't want to be like the like the wager you, you had if if a shelving on his roster at the, at the, after the start of the season yeah, that to, to, to do a show shirtless I will not take my shirt off well, I'm sorry I will not do it Kevin uh, maybe but not me I'm but.
0: glad you brought that up because I am going to take my shirt off right now for the re- no, no, no I'm not no, I'm just, no, don't no, do it don't nobody, do nobody it. needs to see then, that this, this dad it. body you remember the rowing body that I had that's this, right it's changing into a dad body because I have not rowed right. in a while but that's alright um, uh, but there's a good excuse for that. There is for for the moment, anyway. So, um, so anyway, Jonathan Dos Santos a question mark will not play this weekend for sure. Probably not going to play next either. weekend. No. Yeah, it's again. It seems like GBS said he possibly could be training next week, but that's all up to the trainers and sort of how they are. So, I mean, the Galaxy are already getting hit a little bit by this injury bug. Um, you know, it's just two players that we see right now in terms of Jonathan they're Dos Santos. Two important so, players. Yeah, that's they really I mean, are. It, it's Jonathan Dos Santos is the most important player. I think on. On this team, he people is. will say it's Chicharito. It's not. It's Jonathan dos Santos. Um, and well, I th- we saw how important he was last year. Yeah, and it's as, tremendous. As he goes, the LA Galaxy go. And as he plays, and I think he's going to be super important. Whenever you're talking about, you know, his chemistry with Chicharito and the ability to spring Pavone and Katai, um, And I think you know his ability to get into the attacking side of things and not just be on the defensive side of things. And so. you
1: and I both noted Jonathan dos Santos was the team's best defender last year. He was the defender of, of the year, hands down.
0: And and he didn't win it. Just remember that. Just remember that. The Defender of the Year no longer is on this team. Right? Because that was, it was, uh, Diego Polenta ended Diego up being, Polenta. which, by the way, he, wasn't bad. Who wasn't bad, but was not the defender of no. the year either. If it no. was just a defender, it was probably Dan Steris, who was the most consistent defender right. out of all right. of them. Um, so anyway, we, we have that argument all the time. Anyway, uh, so that's where we sit on injury updates. Not too many. Two starters. That's the bad part. I think that you're going to probably see, uh, Danny Acosta, Danila Acosta. We call him Danny Acosta. Danny Acosta, uh, filling into that left back role. I think he'll get the majority of the minutes. Um, possibly some Didi Triore there at the end of the, end of the game. Um, um, I, wonder you know, coming up. See,
1: I wonder if we might see Dick du, Nick Dupuy at the center back.
0: You, you could. I think we could. You could. Um, you know, he's one of them. So anyway, so that's that's sort of we said. Let's go to uh, you did talk to Perry Kitchen, so that was the the sort of big thing, and we want to talk about Perry Kitchen and the and the collective bargaining agreement because the LA Galaxy have three. Union reps. The MLS Players Association always has union reps on each team. And last year it was David Bingham, Perry Kitchen and Dave Romney. And this year it is David Bingham, Perry Kitchen and Sasha Kleschen who came in and then was the third player rep for the LA Galaxy. So there were three player reps. You talked to Perry Kitchen about the collective bargaining agreement, which is something we have not been able to talk to anybody about yet. Um, so this is sort of our first glimpse into uh, a little bit about the CBA, and not even the details, but more just about what was going on behind the scenes um, right. with the players.
1: Right. That's one thing I wanted. To, I wanted to uh, to to get off front with Perry today was I did not want to talk about the specifics of the agreement. I wanted to get his reaction. Just that agreement was reached in time for the season to begin. Uh, in fact, this is a topic of conversation that I pursued last week when the agreement was first announced. And a member of the galaxy staff, who we both know and both have dealt with and both tolerate,
0: tolerate. I like. By the way, I would like to say yeah. I like this person. Yeah, you can I mean, say talk. I like him too, but okay. he but
1: he really gets under my skin at times too. But he strongly advised me not to pursue this line of this line of uh, conversation. And the same thing with with Dennis. Uh, he strongly advised me not to talk to him either. But today. I walked over to Perry and I asked him if he would have a few comments on the CBA. I told him I did not want specifics, details of the agreement, just reaction to the, that the agreement was hammered out. And he said, sure. And you're about to divulge those, co- those quotes to our Avid viewing and listening audience.
0: Yeah. uh, It'll be. uh, Have at it. it, It'll be a fun one. Well, one of the reasons that nobody's talking about the CBA is because it hasn't been ratified. True. Uh, It hasn't been voted on. And he doesn't
1: know when it will be ratified either. He's not sure.
0: Yeah. And and that's, I mean, that's one of the things. The players haven't voted on it, and the board of governors from Mm -hmm. MLS hasn't. Everybody agreed on the basic, on the, it's not even basic principles. They agreed on most of the details in terms of the negotiating parties. They agreed to agree. Yes. And so now they have to actually go and vote on this and, and get it forward. So that's why we don't have anything. But here's Perry Kitchen. Uh, You asked, you know, if he was concerned it might drag on. And Perry says it's always a concern during the negotiation process. Right. But I think both sides are happy to reach an agreement. I know the player pool is happy. We think it's definitely a step in the right direction. And it's only it's only positive moving forward. Uh, He says each one's different with this one. The unity and togetherness of the player pool is incredible. Everyone was on the same page. And at the end of the day, we get not only a deal that's good for the league, but great for the players, which is the most important. We're happy to have that start the season on time and get this thing underway. It seems like both sides wanted to get a deal done that was fair to all parties. I think the player pools unity was key and that helped us get a get a deal, which we are happy to have. Um, You asked if it was maybe a sigh of relief and he said for sure. Look, we were ready. If a work stoppage was needed, everyone was prepared. But the player pool knew that was a possibility. It always is. But, of course, once you get a deal that you want, a deal that the player pool deserves, it's certainly a sigh of relief. We weren't going to sign something that wasn't in the best entrance of the player's pool. I think we certainly met some targets we had in our minds.
1: I think the important thing in, in those quotes, there was that one line... That we, that we were ready. These, these players were ready to go on strike. They were ready to take a walk until an agreement was reached. Uh, I think the owners knew that, and that's why talks were fairly amicable from the start, although I, I heard that there was a little hitch in the process in the, in the latter stages of the, of the talks, but those were ironed out. But, uh, but, but the players definitely were ready. They were prepared to take a walk. Yeah. Um, and it's good that they did. It's good that the agreement was reached. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, that's always a good one. Uh, so anyway, Perry Kitchen back. By the way, I'm pegging uh, Perry Kitchen as a guy who is gonna have an effect on this team this year. Yeah. Um, I mean
1: besides the fact that he's resigned himself to the fact that he's going to be coming off the bench.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you know I think that that same goes for Sasha Kluschin. We saw
1: how important Kitchen was last year in the in the playoffs. He played very very well in those two postseason matches.
0: Yeah, he he did. Um I think you know his injury sort of down the line there a little bit did hurt the LA Galaxy again. We talk about the flexibility in midfield and why the LA Galaxy have so many central midfielders and how that also applies to flexibility on the outside. I know I see lots of people saying we need somebody to back up, you know, Katai and and Pavone. Own, and really, that answer is is Sebastian Lejet. Um, so that's why that's a pretty good backup to have too <laughs> yeah I mean that's why he can go out those yes. ways and you can fill Sasha question in. I don't know if anybody's been playing FIFA I've been playing a lot of FIFA recently because I've been I finally got it I finally got a PS4 and I haven't had one forever I got one for after Christmas slightly nice. after Christmas and but I use it as research and so I go in there and I put in the different lineups and you know sort of see where you can put slot slash Sasha question into where you can put Sebastian Lejet and you know the different lanes and everything that sort of runs up so um, that's where that's where we have um, all this stuff uh, that that you look at. There is some flexibility in midfield where there's not flexibility is defense. We'll talk about that rumor uh, where there's not a ton of flexibility. It's in the offensive side of things in terms of the striker. Um, we talked about Ethan Zubak being the backup, um, the LA galaxy, as we sit right now, LA galaxy preseason roster uh, that's actually training with the LA galaxy. We have 29 players. That's the latest update. Uh, at one time it was 30 at one time. It was 28 uh, with Gordon wild, the trialist, which we told you about, I think on Monday, um, He's there. He's player number 29. Uh, Nick DePoy is now over on, uh, over on the senior team side of things as the 22nd player. So in total, the senior team roster has 22 players on it. Um, so still eight places for the LA Galaxy to feel, fill. Uh, and I have, it, it's been our estimation, and there was a report a long time ago, I think it was Ives who was reporting it, that Cameron Dunbar, who is an LA Galaxy Academy player right now, is going to sign a homegrown player Uh, Contract. He's a forward. Um, I don't expect him to play a ton with the senior team, but that homegrown contract would then be player number 23. Um, If you look at the other guy who I'm pegging right now for a senior team contract, a guy who's shown well in the one preseason scrimmage that we saw and a guy who I think will provide some of that depth people are looking for on the outside wing is uh, Kai Korniuk. Um, I hope you spelled that. I hope you pronounced that right. Korniuk. Kerenia, Kai Kerenia, it's something like Double K. That. It's too many. It's too, there's too many Ks all over the place. True. Um, but no, uh, getting through that is that, the, so Kai could be a, another player who sees that senior team roster. Um, so we'll see if uh, if that happens. It's
1: good to see this infusion of all this young talent. I mean, it's something that we haven't seen for a while and in the last uh, year or so. Um, it's good to see all these new guys starting to get a chance.
0: Well, it, it's certainly, and I think as we get closer to rumors and getting ready to talk about rumors, it's certainly something that Bruce Arena was criticized as not doing. Um, True. is not finding enough spots for the younger players True. to come up. He and, loved
1: veterans. He and, and Understandably so. I mean, he had great success with them.
0: Bruce's philosophy is always knowing what you're going to get, right? And uh, I saw that his comments, again, about the U.S. men's national team's failure uh, there have stoked – some anger of people and I'm like you guys need to understand Bruce like has a set of principles that he operates under and nothing not even a loss and you can't in the argue his,
1: and you can't argue his track record you cannot
0: it's it's he's he's been that way and it, a loss in a World Cup qualifier to Trinidad and Tobago is not going to make him suddenly change his principles um, whether that's good or bad I mean his principles have served him well So, all those things, but uh, you know.
1: And look how they served him when he took over the revolution last season. That, That team was going nowhere, and look what they did they qualified for the postseason. Yeah, it, it, fantastic it job, but that's Bruce Arena. That's what he can do and it, it, has done.
0: And, and so now you look at it and sort of Dennis DeClose, what he's doing, you certainly see the ability. Guys like Julian Araujo are getting time. Although at defense, I will say that the Galaxy always seems sort of willing to plug in guys in defense. It was always the offensive positions where young guys didn't get a whole bunch of uh, love on that. Um, Jose Villarreal, Jack McBean, I mean, those guys all struggled for minutes. Uh, Efrain Alvarez now is a ga- is a guy who needs to take a step forward this year, and he's young but you don't want to see him just sort of relegated to a you know a, a, an answer to a trivia question of who was the highest rated you know LA Galaxy prospect for the last two or three years and it's Efraín Álvarez and now you know he needs to prove that he's worthy of that and so that's something to see but i think Julian Rajo has the higher upside right now which yeah. is an interesting sort of turn of events
1: and, and speaking of Álvarez you know we both know that Scolari was very very protective of him last season I wonder if he's going to be taking that same approach with them this year. it would
0: be, in, be interesting to see. He has a ton of international commitments uh, in terms of, I think, Olympic qualifying and some other things that he will be – um, possibly involved in. So again, same as last year with Efrain Alvarez, where they were talking about going down and playing with uh, Mexico. I think the U twenty World Cup, right, so. and doing all that, and and knowing that there was so many things on his list. Um, you know, Julian Araujo has a bunch of things on his list this time as well. So it's it's something to watch. Again, the uh, the roster compliance deadline for the LA galaxy, basically meaning you have to be totally compliant with all your roster rules. Uh, the LA galaxy currently have eight of eight international slots taken up, not a big deal. They can send somebody down like Triori if they need to open one up, or they can buy another one. I think last year they ended up having ten slots, or maybe even eleven slots. Is there a limit to
1: how many spots that you can buy? No, no. Okay, as long as people I, I are willing. Curious to, about that. As long as people are willing, We're willing to sell, to sell them, it to you.
0: Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, because the total number is capped, right? Okay. So the number of international players cannot surpass the total cap, which is eight times as many teams as there are in the okay. league. Um, so you did, that's that's how that works. So even if you know one team had all the international, it's not going to change the international balance across anything else. Um, I'm glad you know all these things. I, I know I know tons of rules. This
1: guy's a walking encyclopedia of MLS.
0: I shouldn't be, but MLS has made me this way. I'm some sort of free, I'm like the uh, incredible Hulk of uh, MLS. Just like I've been a. Mutant. What
1: happens when you get mad? You yeah, turn green and I, get real muscular and
0: yeah, and and I and I shout about you know a discretionary tam. Uh, that's what I do <laughs> or I, spam I, or you, no, there's no spam. No spam. And and TAM is dead. Gam, TAM, spam, jam. No. TAM is dead. TAM it's is dead. dead. That's right. It's DTAM now. Just DTAM. tam Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, that's exactly Like I said, I'm glad you know these I, things. I, 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 I know most of these things. So the, with the collective bargaining agreement come in, there were some changes on that. Um, but the uh, Galaxy have basically until the day before the, uh, the season starts to be roster compliant. And we talked about that. So right now they have 22 players. Uh, they can add players all the way up until May 5th. Um, which again is 82 days, I think, as I said at the beginning of the show, 82 days away. So there's still plenty of time to add to the roster and make these tweaks. And I think Dennis DeClosa continues uh, to sort of look at those things and and look at uh, how they're going to attack those different things. But
1: May 5th will get here very quickly. You 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 watch; it'll get here before you before you know it.
0: Uh, well, everything seems to be getting here before, especially we know
1: when it. you're when you're retooling a roster like he is. It'll It'll get here very swiftly.
0: Uh, as we look at fr- at the the weekly schedule for the LA Galaxy, it comes out on Mondays. It's always a Monday to Monday or Mondays to Tuesday schedule, and so that means that uh, we usually get and I'm somewhere starting, in I'm the I'm middle.
1: starting, you know, to get these things before I, I wouldn't get these. I wasn't on the mailing list. I kept asking. Put me on your mailing list. i are finally starting to get them.
0: I I told them to take you off many times. I'm like, oh, he doesn't, so he doesn't need one. to. Yeah. That's
1: what was going on. Um, I'm not surprised.
0: So uh, so what we have now is the LA Galaxy training on Friday. Um, then they have the preseason game on Saturday. It looks right now like they'll have Sunday off. Now sometimes that off means that they have recovery, which means regeneration. They still to, yeah. Sure. So they have to show up for that. But right now it's showing that they're not training. Uh, so we'll see that. And a lot of times, about will come up to different players and be like, you have to be here tomorrow. Um, and you don't have. If to If he be calls here you on the phone,
1: you're, you're, to, to, to all the Galaxy players, if he calls you on the phone, don't answer. Yeah,
0: block that number. Uh, that's right. That's how it goes. Uh, so, a no number, block it. So they'll have a. They'll have Sunday, I always feel like he doesn't call on the phone. He shows up, and again, this is totally not correct. He doesn't smoke cigarettes, but I always imagine him smoking a cigarette and yelling at people as uh, as they're as they're training. And so he shows up and knocks on your door at like three thirty in the morning. Is like with smoking a cigarette. It's like your turn to train today. You that's know right. that type of thing. Uh, so that and then they'll train on Monday. I uh, Imagine they'll train on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. I think they have another sc- closed door scrimmage next week. Actually, I'm not sure. Um, I have to check that again, but I think there's another closed door scrimmage um, whenever that schedule comes out. And so I they might have that
1: be open to the media or I drive down here and find out it's closed it's, and it'll be open. Chicharito
0: Chicharito Chichirito has a visa now. It'll be okay. fine. Um, And then that all, of course, leads up to next week, Saturday, February 22nd, another uh, public preseason scrimmage against uh, the Chicago Fire. That's a 3 p.m. kickoff in our live show. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, that's not the important thing. The important thing
0: is the live broadcast. It's always important, Larry. And one of the reasons that it's important is because it'll be the last public preseason game, right? This is the last preseason game before the Galaxy play the next week in Houston, um, so all of these things matter and that's going the, the game m- I care about the you, care about the broadcast I I appreciate that that's good sure. um, so that's what Pete, we have And he told me to say that by the way <laughs> Yeah right something <laughs> like that Uh, Let's get to rumors here. And there's only one, but it's certainly an interesting one. Um, And I want to get to it before we uh, give you sort of not a preview of the Toronto game. I just want to sort of tell you what we're going to be watching for in the Toronto game, what you should be watching for, I think, in preseason games as a whole. But let's get to LA Galaxy rumors here. Uh, Alan Franco, 23-year-old Argentine right-footed center back. Uh, I think we told you a little bit about him on Monday, or I added him to this list um, in the last couple of days. Uh, But this is a guy who the LA Galaxy... Galaxy do seem to be looking at, Um, you know, I can tell you that the name has at least bounced around the organization. So there's at least confirmation of that. Uh, There certainly seems to be a lot more than that, as the L.A. Galaxy have been, at least according to reports. And by the way, we give a shout out to John Rojas. Uh John Rojas has been all over top of this and John used to sit next to me in the press box and cover the LA Galaxy and did a great job. He had to move to New York. He's our East Coast correspondent. Yeah, he, he's he's the COG East Coast correspondent. He doesn't get paid for that, which is good. Uh you don't get His, paid for being the West he's Coast. He's on
1: side. this corner of the Galaxy.
0: <laughs> he's on the other corner. On other, other the other right, corner. Right, of the galaxy. right, yeah. Um, But John, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say. So John has uh, has a whole bunch of information. Has been sort of uh, you know talking us through this on Twitter. Has been texting me as well and keeping me informed on this. Here's how it started. Uh, It seemed that the LA Galaxy initially offered two million dollars for sixty percent of the sell on rights. For um, Alan Franco. Uh, again, 23 year old young Argentine center back. He is a guy who probably has a really large upside. So $2 million, 60% of the rights. Now, 60% of the sell on rights basically means this that if the LA Galaxy buy him uh, and then they sell him afterwards, they're going to sell him to another team, that they would keep 60% of the money and that Independiente uh, down in Argentina, the team he's playing for, um, that they would get 40% of the sale Right, so you're splitting the sale. This is all about future. This isn't about what happens right now, but you do have to understand that the percentage also needs to show, sort of show what the valuation of that player is. So, let's go there with this one. The second offer, apparently, the LA Galaxy made was two point five million dollars and fifty percent. Excuse me, fifty percent of the rights. All right. Now, what that does is that values that player at $5 million because we go 2.5 times two because it's half, right? 50% is half of the player's rights. So at $5 million. Now, transfer market has his value at roughly $5.5 million. You can't always trust transfer market. Um... A lot of that is agent-speak, too. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't know where it is. But, I mean, it seems reasonable. I'm not going to say that's outlandish. I would say between four and six kind of seems reasonable right now. Uh, again, a lot of upside, a young guy, 23 um, years old. Well, I'm sure the Galaxy's
1: great fear is on this guy, is if if they do spend this money on him, he does turn, doesn't turn into another defender who is uh, no longer on the team and is playing in Denmark. And, <laughs> yeah. is, I mean, is, Sorry to say, Jurgen Schelvig is a real sore spot on the on this team. Yeah, yeah, a and real sore spot. And
0: he was, and so you know they're trying to bring in another center back here, and, and whether or not that's a center back to to challenge Dan Steris uh, as a right footed center back, that certainly would be in Dan Stares' wheelhouse. Although you could put two right center right footed center backs next to each other, that's not the end of the world either.
1: I keep asking myself, and we've asked ourselves, what does Dan Steris have to do? To continue to prove himself on this team. He just keeps doing. What does he have
0: to do? He just keeps doing what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, that's which it. Which is but, very,
1: which is, and what he's doing is a, is a good job. But, I mean, you talk about, I mean, like Dave Romney being underappreciated. Dan Staris is underappreciated.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's it again, it, this is where we're at. Um, so apparently there was an offer of 2.5 million and 50 percent of the rights that apparently was rejected. Uh, John is saying basically that they're pushing for 3.5. Again, there was a three million dollar offer that possibly was rejected as well. They're pushing for 3.5 million for 50 percent of the rights. Now, if we do the math on that, 3.5 million times two is a seven million dollars. Now we're getting to the point where it doesn't make some sense. Um, Which is sort of where the galaxy now as our good friend uh, Kevin Baxter uh, host on Monday nights will say the numbers out of Argentina are usually inflated so we all have to take this with a grain of salt as well um, that maybe it's not really 3 million maybe it's you know maybe it's closer and that number could even be pushing up as much as 4 million because uh, basically independiente was saying that they don't want to have any fees or any charges they're not involved with any of that so galaxy pay all that which pushes that number up a little bit higher. All right. So, again, close to four million dollars. Now, everybody says, well, you can't pay a defender, you know, three point five million dollars or you can't pay three million dollars to say three million dollars for a defender and him not be a designated player. Um, And that's not true. Uh, And the reason it's not please explain why. Yeah, the reason it's not true is that um, basically whatever a transfer fee is, you have to divide by the number of guaranteed years in the contract. So as the transfer fee gets higher, you need to start dividing by more years. So while you could say that originally this could be a two-year deal at two million dollars, right? This is probably now a three-year deal if it's anything above you know three point five in that range. The ceiling issue we're having to deal with this. This includes uh, the salary. Uh, and the transfer fee, add those together and divide them by the number of years. The number that you need to stay under for each year is $1.612 million. Okay. $1,612,500 is what it is. That is the discretionary TAM ceiling for this year. So the LA Galaxy can pay, you know, three or four or $5 million. You just have to divide this stuff by three years Put the salary in and say the salary is two hundred fifty or $300,000. Maybe it's more. Um, but you have to do the math in order to do that. So you're starting to get, if these numbers continue to sort of creep up, you're starting to get into the it-won't-work region outside of more than three years because you don't want to go past three years, I don't think. It's, he's, an unpro- he's a relatively unproven commodity outside of Argentina. I'll say it again.
1: I'm so glad you know these things. And also, this is one of the reasons why I was never particularly good at math. Mm-hmm. Never
0: was. Yeah, I, I. By the way, math was my worst subject, but I, you know, you never know. It's always been about its application. I was really good at physics, and I figured that out because physics is real world, and I can apply things. And right. this is real world application, and okay. I can apply things. So that's what. Uh, that's why I well, suddenly bravo. got good. Um, the, there was there was talk that he was playing in the uh, Copa Sudamericana today. Uh, And that he possibly would be held out if this deal was close. He ended up playing. He played 90 minutes by all accounts I've read so far. People sort of keeping me up to date is that he played perfectly fine and could be a very good player for the LA Galaxy. The, The upside here is he has a high ceiling. Um, He's 23 years old, which I really like. So the Galaxy could make a deal here where they pay him for three years, and if it turns out, it could be a good business deal to then sell him on. And we talk about the sell-on rights. It could be a good deal for Independiente as well that he suddenly gets you know a 20 or a 30 million you know sell. Um, now, all of a sudden, everybody's making money. Now, that might be a ridiculous number. Maybe 12 or 15 is closer. Um, certainly, they're still undervaluing the American market, but we're starting to see some big players who play well. Now, whether or not that can happen with a defender... In Major League Soccer is something we haven't seen yet, uh, but he could. But you could also fall into a trap here that you're getting a guy who's not comfortable in Los Angeles and well, doesn't play well, and you're spending a ton of money on him.
1: Well, if, if somebody like like Jurgen Shelvik can become MLS's highest paid defender. Uh, don't be surprised if something outlandish happens in, in this regard too.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, this is this yeah. is this is all stuff. So um, he did play, and some people are saying, "Oh, that means the deal is you know not even close." It, the The basic agreement, at least according to John and according to the reports I've been reading, is that the negotiations will continue. Uh, so that's that's is what it is. The negotiations are continuing. Uh, this seems like one of the few defender rumors that we can stick our finger on there hasn't been a whole bunch of information coming out recently and i think that's because the galaxy tried and failed on a couple different defenders Uh, we had heard some names a couple weeks ago and those names are not not being talked about Um, Is this a
1: three star ranking in the
0: rumor tracker? Is a three star? I really want to make it four. Like if he didn't play tonight, how about three and a half stars? No, I refuse to do half stars because I don't have a half star emoji and I don't want to make one. It was a whole. It's a whole big deal. Yeah. Um, Okay. Eric. By the way, Eric and I had a long discussion about half stars. That was. I'm sure I have the text conversation somewhere about half stars. Um, But no. I mean, you look at all these things, and this is this is what you're getting from the LA Galaxy. They're going after this guy. Eventually, if Independiente keeps raising up that rate, it's not going to be feasible for the Galaxy to do. The other side of this, and this is an important one, too. They just sold another center back. Um, I think it was Fagal, and it, now Franco is their last right-footed center back. So there's also a need in the club that if they can't get a good amount of money... They're not going to sell him because they can't um, because they don't have that ability to because they don't have a replacement for him. Um, So, again, it's just something to watch. This is Alan Franco, 23 year old, uh, right footed center back. Dennis DeClosso seems like he's uh, closing in. Guillermo Barra apparently has called the player already and talked to him and said, hey, We would make you a big part of this LA Galaxy defense. We want you here. We'd love to have you. You know, I'm sure I'm just going to pair. If I was Guillermo, this is what I'd be saying. We'd love to have you. We have a whole bunch of Argentines on this roster. Get up here. We got the Mate. We got Pavone. You're going to want to come up here. You're in Los Angeles. Hello? Do I need to sell this? You're in Los Angeles. And forget
1: about what you heard about Javier Valdecanto's we need you.
0: Yeah, yeah, we we need you up here, and so that could be something that happens. So we'll continue to watch this, continue to monitor, look at the LA gal or the corner of the galaxy rumor tracker and the off season tracker for all that stuff. We're keeping all of those things updated and ready to go. All right. Um, game coming up on Saturday, Saturday, 3 p.m. kickoff. Uh, this game can be found on Spectrum Sportsnet. It is a game you can watch. It is a game that you can... Wow, it's uh,
1: not, uh, no, uh, no blockout, uh, restrictions, huh? No geo-blocking. Is uh, that crazy? I'm sure Is that crazy or what?
0: It's, it's all crazy. I don't uh. know what's going on with this. Any, I told, I, I scratched my head on Monday night, so who knows?
1: And it's a day of soccer, if anybody wants to go to... The sports park early. The the noon game is uh, Colorado and Chicago.
0: Yeah, it is a doubleheader. That is yeah, right. It's so, fun. I so like
1: those doubleheaders. I think they're they're great
0: ideas. They, they're fun. Uh, Twelve p.m. kickoff time between Chicago and Colorado. Um, then the LA Galaxy kickoff at three uh, against Toronto. And then the next week it's Toronto versus Colorado, and then the LA Galaxy versus Chicago. So they just sort of round-robbing-ing round-robbing-ing round robbing uh, it, round robbing it. Yeah, that thing. Whatever. Um, so they're doing that. Okay. So the big question here is: it's a preseason game, Larry. So it's always interesting to see what are we looking for from the LA Galaxy in a preseason game. Because I, I know you and I talk. It's different than going out there and saying this is a this is a, a real game and this is actually going on. I mean, a real game. What are we looking for? The LA Galaxy to get a win. That's not what we're looking for no. here. You're looking for different I think things. We're looking for chemistry and cohesion. I, those are the most important things um, you're trying especially to, especially on the back line. Yeah, back line is is a super important place to do it, and the fact that they're missing going to miss in Sua for Saturday already puts a little hiccup in that. But Danny Acosta has been playing at left back with the starters, so you want to see how they play together. You want to see how Steris and People Gonzalez work. You want to see how Rolf Felcher works out there. Whenever they switch things up, does Julian Araujo get a start out there? Maybe he doesn't play and Rolf Felcher does, right? Um, so you just you got to see how this goes. I'm also looking. I think that the Galaxy could get anywhere between sixty and. 60 75 minutes out of their starters because we all know that the week following is going to be the 90 minute week. We know you're going to full game, 90 minutes. You're ready for Houston. That's how it's going to work. Um, So this one is the progression from that. You saw 60 minutes from them at the last preseason game that you were at against against the revolution against the revolution. So I'm thinking a progression is 60 to 75 minutes. Now that seems like the next step. I think that's realistic. Sure. Uh, It should be two halves. So 45 and 45. There's not going to be a sub restriction. Um, They're going to be able to make as many subs as they want, um, but you're going to see a team that for 60 or 75 minutes is as close to the LA Galaxy starters as you can go, and that includes Chicharito up top. I think that's the other place. You're looking for cohesion and chemistry, right? How quickly he fits in. Chicharito, Katai, uh, Pavone, Pavone. and how quickly they're—I mean, we already saw it with Ethan Zubak, the way that the Galaxy can counter with Pavone and Katai.
1: Who and who do you start in place of Dos Santos? Joe Corona.
0: I mean, uh, I think Corona's in there. Sasha Klusian could fill in. Um, those are probably the two that that would sit there. I mean, Corona's probably already starting in my mind, so it's probably Sasha Klusian comes in, and I think he got the start with New England against New England. He played there yes. uh, for a little while, so um, I think those are those are what you're looking for. Again, looking at the defense, a super huge important part, and it's not the chemistry part, but it's their ability to keep the ball out of the back of the net, right, Larry? Which is kind of important. It is always always important. How does David Bingham look in terms of his comfort level with the guys in front of him? Granted, he he knows most of them, um, but with Danny Acosta on the left side, what is that going to look like?
1: He'll be. I think you'll be hearing him screaming a lot during that match, but but that's that's what he's like any, anyway. Very demonstrative personality. So I think uh, I think we'll be hearing him bellowing every now and then.
0: Yeah, it, it certainly seems that way. Um, and it, listen, there's going to be a lot of strides. I imagine that you're going to see some ugly soccer on both sides. I'm going to imagine it's going to be broken up. I imagine that things are going to be, you know, uh, topsy and turvy and they're not going to look as pretty, but even as we saw in the game against new England revolution, there were some moments of good, quick passing. And you want to see that and how that's developing. And again, how people are moving off the ball. Um, those are the important things. The final score doesn't matter as much, but you are looking at an LA Galaxy team that, what, has scored six goals and allowed just two no, in two. their two games.
1: That's not, that, that's not too bad. And, and if anybody's curious about FC Toronto, they had been unbeaten in two previous matches before they lost to LAFC 3-1 to on Wednesday. They had wins over uh, Colorado and UC Irvine.
0: Yeah, UC Irvine. To they're, their they're, they're down training with at uh, training at UC Irvine. That's actually where they're at, which is just minutes from the office here. Um, as we're working, um, there's a lot of teams. Was we talked about on Monday that are in Southern California. Right. Um, you know, you talk. I think Seattle was down here for a little while. Um, RSL used to be over at UCI all the time. Now Toronto's over there. Um, all New the England time. New England
1: was down here.
0: New England's down here. I mean, Colorado's there. Chicago's coming down. You say there's a whole bunch of teams right around here. that could play. A lot, of, um, a lot of minutes uh, in, I mean, in this area. I mean,
1: these East Coast teams, they can't train during the winter, so they, they either have a choice of going either to Florida or Arizona or California. Most of them like to come out here.
0: Why not? Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, it's it beautiful. was a
1: beautiful day today. Why not is right. This is, this is soccer
0: country right yeah, here. Yeah, it um, is. Southern California is a hotbed for soccer. always it has been. Uh, they always point so, back or, to—
1: Or a, a hawker or bed for football
0: for football Oh yeah absolutely it is a hotbed for football uh landon donovan started that sort of hotbed for soccer here in uh, in socal uh, Sure did talk about sasha Kleschen being a huntington beach guy um you know we t- have guys who uh, nick DePoy from irvine you have uh, ethan zubak from corona oh, corona that's right <laughs> thank uh, you chat room and by the way uh, uh, i know that i joke that Pipo uh people gonzalez is from pico rivera That's not true. I do want to change the name of Pico Rivera to Pipo Rivera, however. Uh, That's still a thing we're going to try to get done. Costa Ricans won't be happy about that. I'm sure they won't be. But you know what? Maybe there's a large contingent of Costa Ricans in Pico Rivera that can change that over to Pipo Rivera for me. Just, I wouldn't
1: be surprised.
0: Uh, so that's where the LA Galaxy sit. Again, it's going to be a busy weekend. I expect to see everybody there for this preseason game. I know that. I know that season tickets got mailed out today. If that Victoria
1: Block Party can attract a crowd of estimated at 5,000, I think you get at least that many at this weekend's
0: match, you especially sh- with Chicharito playing his first official game with his new teammates. The tickets are included in season ticket holders packages, so Ooh. there's no reason for people not to show up. Although I already heard some excuses from some people. So I I, I know that. Um, but the season tickets went out. This is for the first time the LA Galaxy have put out a card. Um, a, it's a credit card that basically has all of your seats on it. And it's one card per seat if you ordered before a certain date. Um, not only that, but your card can be swiped at concession stands, certain concession stands for 10% off concessions. Nice. And... off at the merchandise stores wow so that's I mean that's kind of cool so anyway I know across social media I've been seeing pictures of the boxes that were sent out and they're little tiny boxes not big ticket boxes little tiny boxes Uh, they have uh, have you gotten yours uh, uh, no, no 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 I don't they don't send me stuff anymore I don't I don't get any of that fun stuff um, so anyway, so there's lots of stuff uh, that you're going to want to check out and, and look at um, for this preseason game. Like I said, I'll be there. We'll see you at halftime down before. I'll probably be out walking the concourse before the game as well. Larry's going to be there. He says he's going to watch both games, so he'll be there. Uh, I think the Hammer's going to be there as well. So uh, a big contingent of Corner of the Galaxy will be there for this game, and we're uh, we're going to ha- be happy to see you again. I, I think it'll be fun. I mean, it's supposed to
1: be a nice weekend. I think it's going to be a, a, a good time for soccer slash football.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun one.
1: And if Eric is there, more the better. The more the better. That's, That's right. right. I agree. The, the more, hammer,
0: the hammer himself. The more the better. So, anyway. should, should,
1: should we tell the audience what he's doing tonight? What he could make it here? Oh
0: yeah, we got to do that. He is he he has something important. He's you know uh, his next show by the way is gonna be three five. So he's not gonna be back in the studio wow. until March fifth, except for the live show. He's gonna be okay, out there for the live okay, show. Okay. But three five back in the studio uh, this week is an, was an important one. Uh, I think he's emceeing a spelling bee. <laughs> I think, he, I think, you know, come on, the hammer and that voice and, you know, you know uh, let's see. I can see that, sure. Yeah. Omniscient. Spell I wonder, omniscient. I
1: wonder if he proudly wears his, his uh, galaxy gear.
0: I'm, I'm, sure he, I'm sure he doesn't. No. No, no, no. I'm sure that's not a thing. A spelling uh,
1: bee. Wow. Yeah. Hopefully they won't ask him to spell any, anything. Omniscient, chrysanthemum, um, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be, uh, it'll be a fun one to, to certainly see. Um, all right, so that's what we have right now for the LA Galaxy. That's what we have for this show. Are you looking forward to a, to this weekend's game, Josh? I am. I am. Yeah. This is an important. This is an important stepping stone. It is, and it's nice to watch live soccer, right? Yeah, it is. I mean, that's. I always say, I'm always happy. Um, and I have nothing
1: against the track and field stadium, but it's so much nicer watching it in in the main stadium, Sports yeah. Park. Yeah, it yeah, really at, is
0: at the at the Diggy Diggy I mean, Diggy? Those
1: metal seats at that stadium—I tell you, one time when Steve Sampson was coach of, of the team, they were working out there, and I was watching practice, and it turned out to be about a hundred, uh, uh, about a hundred de- degrees, and oh, I tell you, I just fried in those stands. It was terrible. It yeah. was terrible. Yeah, it
0: was. Uh, it was, it, this, and they're
1: hard on the butt.
0: <laughs> That's they're they're not comfortable. We we, no. get, we get open cup games down there and different things, and so we. It's yeah, not fun. It's and it's always chilly. It's always it chilly. It's it either is. chilly or hundred degrees. So you're right. It is. Those are the things. All right. Uh, I think that about does it. We'll have another show coming up on Monday, but expecting to see everybody out there. The LA Galaxy taking on Toronto FC in the first public preseason scrimmage uh, at 3 p.m. at Dignity Health Sports Park. Again, a double header: Chicago Fire and Colorado Rapids, Colorado Rapids kick off at 12 p.m. If you want to watch this game on TV, Spectrum Sportsnet is where you can find it. 3 p.m. kickoff LA Galaxy versus Toronto FC. All right, Larry, uh, is there anything else that we need to cover tonight? Or do you think perhaps we have we have done it?
1: Um, I think we have done it. I think I've written about as much as I can write this week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not, not that I haven't enjoyed it. I have. But uh, you
0: still have a you still have a have a, have a cider coming up a this cider weekend. cider coming up this I, weekend. I have yeah, a I have true. a I have a three things we learned from the LA Galaxy coming up in, a, in a preseason recap. True. Larry's got a cider. I mean, we got we got a lot of we still got a lot of things to work on. And that's a game cider, not not apple cider. Not, that's a game cider. That's a game cider. That's that's the in in our terms as we use it. It's always sort of the follow or. Right. the angle about a player that isn't necessarily the main crux of what sure. happens. So that's why we sure. always try to put... I have the main crux. You're going to get the three things that I learned and Larry will have the focus on a certain player that's sort of a cider. Again, a cider. Cider. It makes perfect sense.
1: I don't know why cider. I need to explain it. And not hard cider, not apple cider, just
0: a cider. <laughs> just a just a, a, game, a game cider. A game cider. That's, that works for me. All right. If you're looking for Mr. Larry Morgan on Twitter, you can't find him there. He's not there. That's not how any of this works. Uh, but please head on over to corner of the galaxy.com. Where you can find all of his wonderful articles, all the things he's writing about Larry Morgan has you covered. 100%. 100%. He's been great. We're glad to have him here. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N and, of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Cornerofthegalaxy.com is where you can find all of our podcasts, all of our videos, our articles, all that fun stuff. cornerthegalaxy.com. Don't forget our live show. Live show, February 22nd, 2 p.m. The Concourse. At the Sports Park. Hopefully, we'll see everybody there. All right. For Mr. Larry Morgan, not on Twitter, I'm Josh Guessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye everybody.